What's up, everybody? Drasco here from 10knorm.com, where our main focus is on how do we help coaches that are inconsistently hitting that 10K per month mark normalize that level of income by overcoming the mindset and emotional challenges that get in the way before working on the uh, marketing tactics to stabilize them. All right. And uh, for each episode, there is an accompanying uh, additional resources, worksheets, questions, bonus material uh, that you can get at 10knorm.com. Um, so if you go over there, you'll not only get everything for this episode, but all of the other stuff um, cumulatively for all of the other episodes. All right. So for today, what we're going to look at is. Um, what is a very big topic um, that we're going to gloss over on the macro side. And as future episodes come out, I'm going to go deeper into all the aspects of it, which is self-sabotage. And uh, the way that I'm going to present self-sabotage is going to be different than a lot of the narratives that we um, hear about in the marketplace. So first things first, what does um, self-sabotage have to do with normalizing 10K months? So in the previous episodes, we talked about the, the math versus the drama. The math for normalizing 10K months is actually pretty simple, right? I need five clients at 2K. Five clients a month is not a lot of clients to work with. And that level of income is life-changing for most coaches, but only five people is not really that much people. Now, yes, there's obviously more people you have to speak to and whatever, but at the end of the day, five clients is not a lot, right? Or 10 clients at 2K, also not a lot, right? Like the, the metrics, the math of normalized 10K months is not a lot, yet it seems like this big milestone that so many coaches have trouble hitting, uh, and subsequently normalizing and stabilizing and unnecessarily. The biggest problem to that is self-sabotage, okay? This is also true for any semblance of leveling up in any way, shape, or form, right? I dealt with this um, with self-sabotage as far as lifestyle change when I own my brick-and-mortar studio. Um, it happens all the time. The, the, the biggest hurdle to whatever it is we want to achieve is ourselves, okay? So it is true for everything, and I'm going to explore it in the context of normalizing 10K months for coaches. And the way we're going to do this is we're going to look at why self-sabotaging is real, but it also doesn't exist. Right? So let me say that again. Self-sabotage is real, but it doesn't exist. Okay? How does that make any sense? Well, I'm so glad you asked because that's exactly <laughs> what we're going to be looking at. All right. So uh, for those of you listening to this uh, and not viewing it on YouTube, etc., I'm going to be going through uh, my notes on screen. And again, if you want to download any of this in addition to all of the bonus resources, etc., um, you can go to do that at 10knorm.com. Take your own notes while I'm going through this. Um, and at the end, also mention there is a whole um, self-sabotage clarity and worksheet that, that goes with everything we're going to cover in today's episode. So first things first, we're going to break down the self-sabotage is real part of that statement. Then we're going to break down 
why it doesn't exist. Um, and then we're going to break down how it shows up for coaches wanting to hit that 10K per month range, normalize that, stabilize, etc. So it's real is because it has very real consequence. Okay. The number one thing holding us back with any uh, leveling up aspect of our lives is the self-sabotage. Okay. The math is easy. It's the drama that gets in the way. The drama is ourselves putting the brakes on while we also are trying to push the gas at the same time. So if we just take the gas or sorry, just take the brake off, it would be so much easier to get ahead. If we didn't overanalyze and overthink every single little decision, it'd be so much easier to just put stuff out there, right? If I just posted about what I do, that's more credible data that I'm putting out into the world than all of the conjure and thinking of like, how can I actually <clears throat> make the best post possible? Okay. If I just openly spoke to people and showed them how I can help them versus like, do I have the perfect sales strategy? Do I need a funnel, etc.? I probably just get more ahead than if I didn't do any of those things. Okay. So self-sabotage is never about the business. It is about the personal right? The math is the business. The drama is personal. And the drama oftentimes comes in the self-sabotage bit. And that includes other people because oftentimes we'll uh, prioritize what other people may or may not even have said, like we project what they say, and then that'll hold us back from doing things, okay? So we seldom have business problems. We have personal problems that show up in our business. And if you solve the drama, you solve the business problem. Okay. Actually, I'm going to put that into the, uh, here, um, right. So solve the drama, solve the business problem. So self-sabotage is real because it does get in the way of the business, but it doesn't exist as its very own thing. Okay. And that's what we're going to look at next, which is why doesn't it exist? So, Oftentimes when we talk about self-sabotage, what we're really talking about is we don't like the consequence of the things that we do because the consequence of the things that we do tends to move us away from our desires and the things that we actually want to experience. So it's not the behavior that we actually dislike. It is the consequence of that behavior, right? It's not that we don't like eating chocolate. We don't like eating chocolate because it keeps us away from the weight that we want. It is the consequence of the self-sabotaging, and I'm doing air quotes here, so the self-sabotaging behavior that we don't actually like. So what it really comes down to is self-sabotage speaks a different language and when we perceive that language in terms of the future consequence that we get, we oftentimes miss the meaning of what the behavior of self-sabotage is actually talking about. Okay, so let me say that a different way. Self-sabotage speaks in actions and words. Sorry, it speaks in actions and feelings. We'll feel certain ways 
that get us to do certain things. And we'll label that as self-sabotage. But the labeling comes afterwards. The labeling is rooted in the consequence. So the thing behind self-sabotage speaks the language of feelings and actions. The label of self-sabotage speaks in the consequences of the future, right? Eating the one piece of chocolate right now doesn't actually get you to be, you know, overweight or whatever. It is the cumulative effect of those uh, actions that gets you to that place. Same thing as far as business uh, and marketing and normalizing 10K months. It is not the one time we check Facebook that gets us away from doing the marketing we need to attract that math. It is the drama of the procrastination done cumulatively that keeps us away from what it is we want to do. Okay, so self-sabotage speaks in a different language and we because we can't understand it or haven't learned how to understand it, and obviously in the 10K Norm program, we go quite deep into this, but it's because of that miscommunication that we don't actually see that self-sabotage doesn't exist. What exists are feelings and behaviors that we don't like the consequence of um, that are actually trying to tell us something that actually serve a purpose that we miss because we're miscommunicating and, and not interpreting what's actually going on. So fundamentally, all behaviors are need fulfilling. And when you can speak the language of that need, then you can begin to communicate with your feelings, with your actions, how to get a different outcome, right? So if I could communicate in the language of my feelings and actions surrounding checking Facebook when I should be posting something, now I can actually begin to play on the same playing field. I can play the same game, right? So we talked about this in, in, in previous episodes, right? Like, are you playing the game to win the biggest limiting factor? And today we're talking about self-sabotage to actually move yourself forward. Procrastinating by learning different marketing tactics, like should I start a podcast? Should I post on live? Should I do Instagram posts? None of that addresses the feeling and the behavior, none of it speaks that language. So the reality is you're never really going to play the right game and you're never really going to win the right game to move forward in the way you need to. Okay. So that is why the consequences of self-sabotage are extremely real, but self-sabotage as a thing doesn't actually exist. And if we perpetuate this idea that it does exist, then it just means we per perpetuate the blind spot, we perpetuate the disconnection, the miscommunication of the languages that we're speaking, and we can never truly begin to move ahead. All right, and that's what we're gonna look at now is what ways do we self-sabotage and in what ways do we need to improve the game that we're playing so that we can begin to move forward, okay? So it turns out that self-sabotage happens in three different areas, thoughts, feelings, and focus, okay? Or you could say thoughts, feelings, and actions. This is why a big part of the 10K Norm program 
is normalizing how to think, feel, and act so that 10K months become something that you expect and is normal before we dive deep on the marketing tactics to stabilize them, okay? Because self-sabotage acts and rather affects how we think, feel, and act every single day. Because if we thought, felt, and acted in accordance with normalizing 10K months, then like this program and many similar ones like it would need to actually exist, all right? So when it comes to what we think and how we sabotage what we think, it'll be the typical things of like, you know, limiting beliefs, which again, I don't necessarily believe into in its traditional sense. Uh, and I'll get it done in future episodes, but it has the same connotation of like limiting beliefs are real, but they don't actually exist. It's just thoughts you keep thinking again and again, so you can change those, right? Going into worthiness, going into different stories of what I should be doing, how I should be doing, how I should be showing up, what will th people think of me, the subsequent inner critic that is born out of all of those things, and what I call the quicksand thoughts. I don't know how to do the math part. I, I don't know how to do the tactics that will get me the you know five clients at 2K a month. I need more info. Like if I only knew more, if I only knew the, what was in this course, if I knew how to do Facebook ads, if I knew how to do funnels, if I knew how to do lives better, then I, I, I could do it. But you notice that that super or, or precedes the fact that I actually just don't feel comfortable doing what's in front of me, right? Like maybe in my network right now, I can find, you know, let's just say you're at two clients at 2K, so you're at 4K. Maybe I can already find three people that they know that are in front of me that I can just talk to them and make this happen. Right, because again, the math is simple, the drama isn't. Okay, so I need more info. I don't know how. I'm not ready. Right, in a previous episode, we spoke about ready is a choice. It's not a feeling. But if we keep waiting for a feeling, as something that doesn't exist, then our thoughts about it, the stories around, it, are going to self-sabotage us. Okay, but you see how all of these thoughts, and we're going to go deeper into them. Uh, in later episodes, but all of these thoughts, they're very real. Like you do think I need to know more. You do think I can never do this. Like that is a real thought, but it doesn't exist anywhere in like objective reality. Like how do you point to, I'm actually not good enough to do this. It's very hard. Like you can point to evidence of you acting in a way that coincides with that, that proves that thought. But ultimately what we're pointing to is a behavior that we never really observed from the perspective that, hey, I could actually change this. I can change this thought. I can execute my power of choice to change this thought, right? What if... I was good enough to coach this. What if I could just launch this imperfectly? What, like all those things are things you can do and you can select the thoughts, like you can literally, and this is part of the, you know, things that we work on 10K norms, like how do I just trigger a new thought? It's actually very simple. It's just not practice, but right now you can think a new thought. So the evidence that you see 
reinforce the thoughts that you think and it suddenly get you to think a similar thought which provides further evidence but we have the power of choice to think the thoughts that we think so while the thoughts are real and the subsequent evidence they create um we can point to it doesn't really exist because we can choose a new thought and subsequently start a different timeline to produce a different result okay so that's like just literally not recognizing the power of our thoughts is one way that we self-sabotage using thoughts okay next part of it is the feeling sabotage right so we said 10k norm like we break down further but it's how do we think feel and act to normalize 10k months so thinking we have power of choice feeling the way we self-sabotage is really uh paralysis so the the paralysis generally of the fear doubt uncertainty the inability and the lack of practice to stick and stay with the inevitability of discomfort and then our propensity towards moving away from all of those things right so avoiding and resisting those feelings by indulging the urges of immediate pleasure okay so this is going to be a topic i'm going to go quite a deep in this is something i know very well both on personal and um especially in the weight loss space but the very fact of the matter is if i didn't feel fear if i didn't think fearful thoughts if i didn't think i didn't know how to do it um if i didn't get paralyzed by uncertainty i could just do stuff and again the math is simple the drama surrounding fear generally keeps us paralyzed and if i'm paralyzed i don't like that feeling so what will i do i'll have an urge towards something like procrastination because it feels better to appease myself by watching a motivational video and say yeah that's actually taking action which it's not then sitting in that discomfort okay so we sabotage ourselves by not being practiced enough to sit with the feelings that are the only guarantee when we go about any up-leveling journey it is there's going to be a turbulence that we're going to have to learn to navigate anytime we level up and this applies for when you want to normalize and stabilize 10k months and beyond and when you hire your first employee and when you have problems with that first employee and when you um you know decide you want to scale your business and you get into the issues of scaling and you get into the issues of like every single big step that is outside the comfort zone that you're in feeling sabotage is going to be a thing right the feelings the sensations we experience are very real the sabotage that comes from them doesn't actually exist why because if we had a better ability to self-regulate through those feelings through those sensations then we can begin to think thoughts that are more in accordance with the higher part of ourselves and then begin to do those things right feeling is real the self-sabotage that comes from it is actually just a label we give to being reactive as opposed to responsive Okay, so a big part of up-leveling to normalizing 10K months is 
learning how to work through that. All right, and then the last part is the focus sabotage. So this is more along the lines of things we can point to that we do um, that anchor us in the thoughts and the feelings. So what am I committed to? What decisions am I making? Am I chasing shoulds? Am I doing things I should be doing versus things that align with me? Am I always jumping from shiny object to shiny object? Am I lacking a personalized target or am I chasing the target I should be chasing? And am I following somebody else's plan versus following my own plan? So this is the the, the logistical pieces of the day-to-day things um, where we self-sabotage. Okay, so this is now where everything becomes interconnected. I should be making 10K per month. It's ironic to say because, you know, my program, what I coach is how do you normalize and stabilize that milestone of 10K? And I believe it has importance um, as coaches evolve. But the reality is you might be perfectly happy coaching two clients, making, you know, 5K a month and enjoying whatever it is you want to enjoy. The principle is exactly the same, but the point is if you take whatever I or anybody else says blindly, then you are following the should that somebody else has set. This is also why most programs don't work because it's like you are succeeding at my program for my result, not you are succeeding at what it is you want to do. And the big difference between those is principles are applicable in all situations, but the situation is only applicable to the situation. Okay. So if you are blindly following, I should be doing something and I committed to doing and the decisions I make are those that align with somebody else's stuff, then you're always going to self-sabotage because that's not truly what you want. Right. Then you get into it elicits thoughts and feelings that go against my core nature. So then I'm always going to yield towards those urges, towards procrastination and pleasure seeking. And it's, then, then, then we continue to loop in, in kind of what we've already discussed so far. Okay. So when it comes to self-sabotaging as far as focus is concerned, it's very real because what you do on a day-to-day basis is real but the consequences of that okay oh sorry the the consequences of that are, are also going to be real but it's the story and the drama around that that actually doesn't exist right like those are things that you can actually change okay so what are the key takeaways uh with regards to this The reality is when it comes to any sort of marketing, when it comes to any sort of business training, et cetera, it's not the math, it's not the tactics, it is the drama that really gets in the way. We don't have business problems, we have personal problems that show up in our business. We don't have marketing problems, we have personal problems that show up in our marketing. Most of that drama comes in the form of the self-sabotaging. So until you can stop self-sabotaging, no marketing is ever going to solve your issue, right? Until you can work through your thoughts and emotion, no external milestone will ever make you happy. 
if you get to stabilizing 10K months by doing the things you should or blindly following something that somebody told you is the path forward or that you've just chosen as like, this is the path forward that I want without doing the inner work to filter through, do I want that? You can get to 10K months and be miserable, which is exactly what happened to me in my previous business. So that's also not the solution, right? And until you can direct and self-regulate yourself, so you can focus on things you want, you can self-regulate your thoughts and your emotions, no plan, no course, no book, no specific approach is ever gonna work long-term. So you might hit 10 month, or 10K months and beyond, but then only the crash and burn afterwards because that doesn't coincide with your disposition, your wants, your desires, your alignment. So then you're going to have this feast and famine thing. Also, which is something that I experienced quite a bit in my previous business. All right. So to sum it all up, those are the biggest takeaways. Um, now, what is it that you do with this um, stuff? So with this uh, episode, I have a clarity document specifically on self-sabotage. And if you are... Again, watching this on YouTube, you can see me go through the example. Um, this full worksheet is available uh, on 10knorm.com, uh, where I also have an accompanying video that like, walks you through how to do this in detail. But basically, what this uh, walks you through is a chart that you can begin to gain clarity on, okay, here is a self-sabotaging thing that happens, right? So here is that real... Thing that happens. So in this instance, let's just say we're talking about I procrastinate on my marketing. Okay. Then it walks you through, how do I get specific? Okay. So the reason why we do, how do I get specific about it is we want to get granular. Like I procrastinate isn't as helpful as every time I sit down to make a post about my business, I end up watching YouTube videos. Okay. That is more specific. It get, goes into the you know, where, how, what, when, who, etc. questions. So we describe how it happens in detail. And we take that further by going into, you know, when does it not happen? And the reason we do this is so we can complete the next column, which is like, what is the benefit? What is behind the pattern? Right? If there's a pattern that every time I'm alone, I end up doing this stuff, then it just means, you know, I'm thinking that I need an external stimulus to do this stuff or what's the benefit? Well, the benefit is I don't have to uh, face judgment to put myself out there. Okay, great. Now that allows you to work through how, like what is the game that I need to work on to win, to move me beyond this big limiting factor. All right. So uh, I'm going to leave it at that. If you want the full breakdown, if you want access to the worksheet, go to 10knorm.com um, where you not only get access to this episode's uh, additional resources, but all of the previous ones and the ones that have ever been put out. Um, so you can download that there. All right. That's it for now. See you guys on the other side. Bye.